0: Now, we've been doing episodes with uh, this guest for a, a year. Wow, and, a little over a and, year a, and half a half many... going going through the, the Twitter feed, and mm-hmm. uh, I tell you what, she started her own podcast, and
1: it's blowing up. It
0: is. It, it is just literally like shing, slingshotted in, into the stratosphere. I want to play a little bump from uh, last week's episode before we bring her on.
2: He's back. Owen Troyer is out of prison, and he joins us to discuss why he was placed in solitary confinement. U.S. Capitol Police are opening satellite offices all around the country. There's even one office here in Florida. Why are they doing that? Well, I've gone around and I've asked, and you'll never guess who's hiding from me. The threat of a terrorist attack happening here on U.S. soil is hitting all-time highs. Sonia Labasco joins me tonight to discuss that. I spoke with TSA. You'll never guess what they said. Has Poland fallen? Well, they have a new prime minister, and he might be a supporter of open borders. EU Parliament Member Dominic Tarzinski joins me to discuss. Does Biden's beef inflation have you feeling down? Well, we've got the solution for you. All that and more on the Brianna Morello Show.
1: Wow, such great information.
0: Man, a lot of the episodes, over 100,000 <laughs> an episode right out of the gate. Um, incredible, uh, re- retweeted by Matt Gates. You had Owen Schroyer on right out of the gate, a EU Parliament Member. Um, um, she's un- killing it. Uncovering a lot of things before anyone in the mainstream by a couple of weeks, oftentimes, before it is even, even out there. So anyway, it's been an honor. I don't know how long she, until she dumps us. <laughs> she's like, see and is It is no longer uh, going to be have the time available <laughs> to be guest on the Flavor Conservative Podcast. But she's former, former Fox News producer, Newsmax, Major League Baseball, um, executive producer for the Emerald Robbins Show, and the host of the Brianna Morello Show, Ms. Brianna Morello. Yay! Yeah!
2: It's always a pleasure. I always have time for the two of you, especially the two of you. Nobody uh, else but just d- you guys. D- Thank you.
0: You know, there, there's always a, a hunch, you know, it's like even like the NFL draft, you see somebody and it's like, man, they're going to be great. There's, you don't know how it's going to transition over. Um you always had the the kind of the nose for what was happening and that's why we've always gone through your your Twitter feed because it's always oh, it's like hot. the news before it's mm-hmm. news. But your ability to to grab these interviews and articulate things in a way that is so far ahead of what everyone else in this space is doing. Are, are you even shocked a little bit kind of of how well this has been received?
2: Yeah. I mean, we, t- we joke about this, but normally you get like a sea of haters when you start doing things like this and we really haven't received that. So yeah, I'm thankful for it. I know they're coming eventually, but uh, <laughs> I am super proud of how it's being received because I mean, there's not many people who want to discuss the things that we're talking about. You know, the, the corporate media tends to ignore these stories. And I remember sitting in those editorial meetings getting upset because I would pitch stories that I thought were unique and important for everyone to kind of know about. And I would get shot down. And so finally, I, don't, I no longer get that gut feeling of just being so upset that uh, my my executives are, are not happy with me for pitching a certain story or for not uh for finding all this research in store and, and then them just telling me stay away from that. So I'm excited. We have a platform now where there's no one shutting me down, and I'm extremely thankful for that. Man, and you're not, you're not kidding. Well, the, the public, uh, the yeah.
1: people are hungry for what you're sniffing out, and it's very obvious. Um, in fact, let's just talk about a big story right now. Uh, before I do that, though, I just want everybody to know BriannaMorillo.com, B R E A N N A M O R E L L O. You can find her Twitter from there. It can also take you to her Rumble channel. Um, So that's a great way to be able to to track her. Make sure you are following her on Twitter. Make sure you're also uh, following her on Rumble and liking her videos. You'll
0: be smarter than all your friends at the water cooler. and Make you appear slightly more clever than you actually are, which... It's never a bad thing.
1: <laughs> no. Let's talk about a big story uh, that uh, you've kind of been talking about for a while and it just keeps getting
0: You, you, you poked, uh, you poked it last week. It's getting bigger now, yeah. and I think it's, it's continuing.
1: So you have U.S. Capitol Police are expanding outside of Washington, D.C. After January 6th, they opened two satellite offices in Tampa, Florida, and San Francisco, California. They just recently opened offices in Texas, Milwaukee, and Boston, too. Uh, USCP claim they're opening these offices due to the increased threat environment. When I asked USCP for the data that supports their claims, they couldn't get back to me on that. Why is Speaker Johnson allowing this to happen? Can Republican AGs push back on this? All right, what the heck is going on?
2: Yeah, it seems crazy. The fact that Capitol Police would be operating outside of Washington, D.C. was a question that I had, and this week we're going to ask FBI whistleblower Steve Friend that on my show because he's got mm. the kind of understanding about how the federal and state governments are supposed to be operating. So he understands this complex issue and he breaks it down into simple forms for everyone. But I think it's so important, right? Why would Capitol Police be operating outside of Washington, D.C.? I actually just spoke with somebody who said, keep in mind, Brianna, you can't submit a FOIA request, a freedom freedom of information request to U.S. Capitol Police because they're considered security for congressional members. And so they're immune to that. So potentially that could be one of the reasons why they're opening all these little field satellite offices around the country. I had no idea there was one in Texas, and I'm still trying to narrow down the location of that. But then we also learned there was another two that were that were supposed to be opening up this year as well. And so when you reach out to Capitol Police, they, they won't verify this information with you. They won't even speak to you about the issue. And I've tried reaching out to Speaker uh, Mike Johnson's office. Obviously, he's newly elected, so he's probably got so much going on right now. And he really didn't ask for this position. But it should be a top priority for these congressional members, especially because you know Mike Johnson is a uh, constitutional attorney. And so he mm-hmm. knows that this shouldn't be happening and this is overreach. And so this should be a top priority for him. Now, Congressman Matt Gates was one of the few congressional members who stood up and said that this shouldn't be happening, especially in Tampa, Florida. And back in July of 2021, he did speak out against this. Uh, also, we had Anthony Sabatini, who was a Florida lawmaker at the time, also try to propose legislation to stop this from happening here in Florida. And for some reason, even though we have the majority with Republicans here in Florida, Republicans weren't able to stop this from happening. And and they shot down Sabatini's uh, process of trying to, to ban these offices from opening up here in Tampa. So it's concerning, yes, mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of people don't want to do much about this. And that's what's really drawn my attention to the story.
0: Uh, going through the comments on this tweet it was kind of interesting because it was, it was very one-sided. Most people are like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. Some will mm-hmm. say uh, they're operating as uh, what would be a, like a federal police force as an extension of the democratic party, you know, almost like in replace of the FBI on the investigation is kind of more of just straight up, you know, federal police. And then, then there's another guy that made a comment there that said, um, well, this is a stupid post. Don't you know that, that they have stations everywhere to protect Congress members from J six activists. And it goes back a hundred years that, that they have offices everywhere. Um, so there's some misunderstanding on their role in the jurisdiction of the Capitol Police. I think as a whole, while they do protect the Congress members, it's not a, a national. uh, they, they don't travel with them internationally. They don't. It's not. It's not that kind of a role. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I want to get to that one you actually just cited that comment that you just cited because I thought yeah. it was really interesting. That individual actually, when you do some research, it's act, the person looks like they're running like an like an anonymous Twitter account, but they actually cite that they're a former Capitol Police officer. Uh, and then we had FBI whistleblower Kyle Serafin, who also gets hate messages from this individual. And he looked at it and he says there's a lot of red flags about this person. So it could be uh, maybe like a PSYOP or like somebody who's trying to push back for the U.S. Capitol Police to like make it seem like this is normal. But we know it's not. We know these offices pop- started popping up just a couple of months after January 6th. They, they don't have arrest authority either outside of that. So what initially happens when I've spoken to people in Congress about this, what happens is, it's if you threaten a member of Congress, that threat is then given to U.S. Capitol Police, which fill out all the information, gather all the evidence, and then they bring that over to the FBI. So the local field offices here in Florida, we have three of them here in Florida, would be the ones that take over and to handle those arrests and to handle the rest of the investigation. So I asked all three offices, I reached out to all three offices, and I specifically asked them, I called them and emailed them, and I specifically asked them, do they need U.S. Capitol Police here in Tampa? Like, what are they doing when they're working right. with you? Why mm-hmm. can't they just email you from D.C.? And when they did respond back to me, the Tampa field office said, we don't want to really give you a comment on this. Please go back to U.S. Capitol Police and ask them. And so you're not really getting much from these people. It seems like they're trying to be as vague as possible and they don't want to give you the information. So I'm okay if somebody has some type of dispute to give me on this report. Uh, But the problem is, is nobody wants to tell me what the truth is anymore. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to tell me if I'm, if I'm wrong, what what do you think I'm wrong in my reporting? I mean, they're literally getting these reports after I'm putting them out there. Even beforehand, last week before we ran the story, I reached out to both U.S. Capitol Police, the FBI, and the Speaker mm-hmm. on Monday, and we ran that story on Thursday. So they had ample time to get back to me, and they chose not to intentionally. So there's a lot of question marks here. Uh, it's, interesting. Uh, it's interesting.
0: Mission creep always takes yep. place in everything involving government. It's just mm-hmm. interesting that they would be expanding an operation outside of D.C. when they were standing mm-hmm. there open doors and giving tours on January 6th. Uh, they were more tour guides than they were actual police force on that day. So uh, I think that'll continue to go up. All right, next one. This is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. What were the consequences uh, for those that attempted to hide the Nashville Shooters Manifesto? Uh, there were no consequences, meaning it's guaranteed to happen again Ooh. and again. Um, there there also, I don't think, was any consequences or pushed pushback to even Steven Crowder for releasing this. Uh, you know, he's saying on his show that, hey, they never even got a phone call or any real pushback on that either. So why was it suppressed and, and what's what's the future of these kind of messages?
2: Yeah, well, there's a lot of question marks here as well, because like you said, David, why was it suppressed? Stephen Crowder yeah. published part of the leaked manifesto. We still haven't seen the entire right. manifesto and he's called for the, entire, the entirety of it to be released. Uh, I know I've submitted a FOIA request again, looking for the manifesto. We'll see if they ever give it to us. I highly doubt it. But why are they hiding this? Uh, It looks like last week, uh, local Metro uh, Nashville police did say that their investigation is pretty much at a dead end, that they're not learning anything new, and they haven't really been able to get anywhere with this. And so the investigation looks like it's over for right now. But why are they so frustrated on the actual leaker rather than the reason for suppressing it in the first place? Not not many people are asking those questions. And I think that's the big question here, right? We know that conservative Christians were the target of the shooter. We know that the shooter was a transgender, mentally ill uh person and so to sit here and go back and forth and i only say person by the way because i don't know what the original gender is i think it was originally a girl who's pretending to be a man um but the reality of it is and i'm not trying to be politically uh safe there uh but the reality (laughs) of it is is we don't know what why they're doing all this i mean the fbi i've reached out to the fbi a couple of times and they don't want to talk about it either I think it's concerning because we know it's going to keep Mm -hmm. happening. There's no repercussions of this. Uh, If they could keep doing this, like we still don't even know what the motive on the the Vegas shooter was. Remember when the Vegas shooter opened opened fire on the country country concert years ago? And we still Mm -hmm. don't know what the motive of that one was. We can only speculate. They seem to suppress this when – it looks like conservatives are the victims here because it doesn't fit the narrative and we really need some people to be pushing back against this stuff and getting the truth out there although nashville police if you recall they actually suspended i think it was eight officers who they kind of were trying to figure out if they were a part of this or not so there was really no repercussions for those who suppressed it. There was more mm-hmm. repercussions for those who leaked it. And I think that's the interesting part in all of this.
1: Who's the person yeah. that should really be pushing that? Like, um, you know, for that information, like when you were saying, you know, if it's not coming out, like, like, should we be contacting um, our, you know, our representatives? Or, the, or, you know, yeah. like, what's the best way to do that?
2: Yeah, so you could try contacting the, the police department itself. They probably non emergency line, of course, they probably won't really deal with that. The, the pressure needs to go Uh, It needs to be felt by the politicians because the politicians, if they get like 50 calls, they feel overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And so if you call local governors, local AGs, state AGs, like those are the people who are going to actually do something about it. So I usually always direct people to that avenue. A lot of the times they're dismissive. I know here in Florida, we had people calling regarding uh, the inquiry of a potential civil rights investigation into J6ers and the Department of Justice here and the mistreatments that have gone gone away. And when you call the AG's office, she'll tell you that her staffers will tell you that this isn't really under their scope, but we know it is. We know that they can launch Mm -hmm. civil rights investigations. It's just a matter of how they're gonna maneuver it. Uh, If you keep applying pressure, they will eventually give in. And so that's my point. You could respectfully, and don't, you know, a lot of people tend to call and get emotional and start yelling about it. You can respectfully call their offices and present it as an issue and say that when the election does come around, when each individual, whoever the person is you're calling, that this is something that's gonna be a, a core issue for you on the deciding factor on who you're gonna be supporting when it's the primary or the general election, whatever it is, but you need to make sure that you're driving that point home because these people, they're politicians, but they don't wanna lose their jobs. And so that's what you gotta use against them. Great point, great point. All right, talk about a politician and uh, being reelected.
1: I wanna play this little video here because this is quite fascinating and I loved your tweet. I thought it was absolutely hilarious.
2: It should be. I think if Joe Biden runs, I'll vote for him. He fumbles, but I felt like that hasn't made any impact on his ability to make decisions as a president. Is still perfectly capable. Have yet to see any big uh, impact on his ability to be president. So your Yikes. response
1: was, I'm Yikes. willing to give up my right to vote if this prevents women like her from voting. Repeal the 19th Amendment. That is hilarious. Oh, my gosh. How could she be so confused?
0: I think oh she's gosh. sincere. I don't These think she's people- confused. I think this is how she really believes.
2: Unbelievable. These are the people that are destroying our country. When we talk about, like, why our country is in the place that it is, is because people vote on their emotions and they don't vote on their logic. And, you know, if you would have asked me, like, five years ago, if I would have been an opponent of, like, if I would have been, you know, pro uh, repealing, I guess it would be the 19th Amendment, I probably would have told you no, uh, (laughs) that I do have a right to vote. At this point, though, I mean, women aren't giving me much in the way of hope these days. I wouldn't really argue against repealing the 19th Amendment these days, because although (laughs) I want to vote. (laughs) I know that she's way more dangerous than whatever I could do with the, my ballot so maybe we should actually <gasps> talk about this seriously. <laughs> oh
1: my god. Oh, and I think terrible. she I think she
0: was sincere um wow. which, is, oh, yeah, I was. Was, yeah. which I think
1: she was. I think you're right.
0: You know, more interesting. All right, language is a big deal. You know, talk about the media and their narrative on the in the last piece we just talked about about, you know, the with the Nashville Manifesto, um the media celebrates the dash, death of Ashley Babbitt. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the the mainstream media celebrates the burning of a police station in Minneapolis where they abandon it, you know, like uh, the fall of Saigon. Um their language is so surgically accurate in as a reflection of where they stand. They're not a the, the mainstream media does not go out of their way to, hey, here's the facts, here's here's a cup, let's talk about what's in it. Mm-hmm. Every single thing is geared to direct the way you think as they pretend to be feeding you facts. And it's it's really laid out well in this next tweet. Uh, the word allegedly, um, it is so manipulated in, in cases. It says allegedly, we have it on video. Uh, this is why people can't trust the corporate media. Uh, NBC News, uh, Senate staffer alleged by conservative outlets... <laughs> To have had sex in a hearing room is no longer employed. So that means this came out long after the person had already been fired. And it was just uh, just alleged. It was alleged by a bunch of right-wing wackos that this person did that. Let's forget about the actual. It wasn't like a a secret camera caught him. They made a movie. They were trying to make a film.
2: Unbelievable. Yeah. It's disturbing, it's disgusting. I'd highly recommend our audience not going to look it up if you haven't seen it already. Save yourself. Uh, But the reality of it is, I mean, we know that this this person is the person who is accused. I mean, I always wait, first off, because as many of you know, defamation lawsuits, they're hard to prove. But when they do get their hands on a good one, they are, I mean, as you saw through Giuliani. I mean, they I mean, and I don't think Rudy was wrong, but when they can they throw the book mm-hmm. at you. And I think it's what, $146 million of what they're demanding he pay up now. And he just got hit with a second lawsuit on uh, Tuesday as well. So we know that I tend to use allegedly at times where this might be a 1% out, but you don't use allegedly in that type of headline because number one, we've got the video. We know it's this person, this person isn't denying it and the Senator's office fired the person because of the sex tape. And so, where the heck are you getting the allegedly from? Mm-hmm. It's why so many people are so um, hesitant to trust the corporate media nowadays. Sure. But the reality of it is they're right. You, you, you can't trust these people. Right. Uh, they will sit there and pretend like this isn't happening when we've all got two eyes, we know it's happening. And this person yeah. didn't even wanna hide from the camera. I mean, literally when you look at the four second clip that was posted by the Daily Caller, he's looking right at the camera. Uh, he turns mm-hmm. around and looks at the camera. And so although they blurted out his face, the Daily Caller confirms this is the person. So I don't know how much more we need to. And, and they, didn't, they didn't really do a great job of blurring out the face. You could tell it's him. Right.
1: Or anyplace else. <laughs> that was so bad. So that gross. was bad.
0: I, I don't, I don't yeah. want to go ever testify before. No,
2: definitely Congress not. Congress
0: again. Bring your Clorox wipes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine the, the senator who has to go back and sit back in that seat. That's pretty disgusting. I think it's Klobuchar actually who has to sit back. That's her seat. <laughs> oh,
1: it's, that's just terrible. It's just terrible. Yeah.
0: All right, wrap it up strong here. Yeah. All right, last border. one.
2: So border, let's talk about the border.
1: Uh, breaking video from a contact on the ground in Eagle Pass, Texas, right now shows a mass of thousands of migrants waiting to be processed by Border Patrol after they crossed illegally today. I've spent hundreds of days uh, there over the past two-plus years, and I've never seen it like this before. The video is it's crazy. Yeah, Avery's showing it there. And you say, our beautiful country is being invaded by foreigners that hate us. And it's just, uh, you know, Charlie Kirk actually. uh, Yeah, just kind of build on top of
0: that, then we'll get your comment. Yeah. So
1: he was saying, uh, what in the fresh hell is this? 10 IEDs have been found at the U.S. Mexico border. 1,200 mostly military aged men every day crossing with deadly fentanyl. Chinese nations crossing in large pods. Hundreds of terrorists gotaways. Uh, We are being invaded by a foreign force. Uh, let's, Let's
0: play that clip that he shared there from Fox real quick. Officials are warning agents to watch out for IEDs, Improvised Explosive Devices, Uh, This now, according to an internal memo obtained by Fox Business, says the Mexican military seized 10 explosives at the border. The memo reads in part, quote, agents should exercise extreme caution and should report any possible armed subjects approaching the border with possible explosive devices. All right, Brianna, break this down for us and uh, we'll let you have the last word.
2: Yeah, I'll make it quick. I mean, listen, I think we're, we're about to see something that's gonna be really bad for this country. I don't know if we have months or we have years, but it seems like there's going to be a war fought on our land at this point. I mean, these people who are coming into our country, they come from countries that hate us. Uh, and they're all young men of military age. And we know this because great reporters like Michael Yon, who are down there yes. uh, at the, the Panama Canal area, um, Darien Gap, they are sitting here watching these people flood in and then you see them arrive at our border and they're overwhelming border patrol, but there's a reason why they're doing so. It's because then border patrol can't vet them properly. And then we also see that they're being put on planes and shipped all across our country country. And yes, they probably do have IEDs on them because they're getting ready to start a war. We don't know if those IEDs are being shipped directly to the United States and they're maybe leaving them in discrete areas for members of whatever these people are a part of to go and collect. But Michael Yon literally has a member of, uh, we'll go with the Chinese spy who openly admits on video that he is here, he's a member of their military and he is breaking into the United States. Again, he tried it once, he's going to try it again. And he's looking to be in the United States and he's able to fake it without without having any accents, so you wouldn't even know that he is chinese um wow. so yeah it's quite concerning we're about to be in a really bad situation and the united states government is intentionally setting us up to to be in a really dangerous situation
0: yeah. uh, okay flavor family go to brianna uh her, her show is phenomenal yep. truly i think you're, you're up in it from once a week to twice a week and and uh, maybe yeah. even more as we go forward but um uh it's great content and mm-hmm. you you do the work in private to put this show out in public. You really do the research and uh, it's, it's, it's must watch, must watch TV. So briannamorello.com and uh, again, Twitter is a follower thing as well, man, 150 some thousand followers there. And uh, you you are truly putting your, putting your thumb on the pulse of what's happening. And uh, I I think it's an incredible thing.
1: Thank you so much
2: for joining us today, Brianna. We appreciate it. The only channel dedicated exclusively to world entertainment I'm your host, Brianna Morello. My journey into conservative media is quite unique. I was raised in Huntington, New York with my six siblings. My mom stayed at home and raised us all while my father worked. After graduating school, I landed in the sports world. I was a freelance reporter and a producer for several outlets. I worked for companies like Major League Baseball, NHL, ESPN Plus, and many others. But it wasn't until a couple of years in the sports world I realized it just wasn't for me. So I made the jump into the news industry. My first gig was at Fox News and Fox Business. I was a teleprompter operator. And although they say it's an entry level position, it was extremely high pressure environment. You stay classy, San Diego. I'm Ron Burgundy. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? After spending a year over at Fox, I decided New York wasn't for me. So I picked up all my belongings and drove all the way down to South Florida. I moved to West Palm Beach before anyone else did. And then during my time in West Palm Beach, I landed at a local news station down here. I was so tired of having to just copy and paste over scripts from platforms like the Associated Press and other platforms where you just don't put thought process into it and there's somebody else who's generating a script for your anchor. So then I ended up landing at Newsmax. I think Bloomberg has a really tough situation he's going through right now. After spending quite some time over at Newsmax, I did head back to Fox. I started working for Maria Bartiroma as a booking producer for her Fox Business weekend show as well as Wall Street Journal at large. After finding out that Fox wanted me to comply with the local New York City vaccine mandate, I resigned. But I am extremely grateful because if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have landed my first gig in independent journalism with Emerald Robinson. We launched The Absolute Truth on Lindell TV and it's been absolutely incredible. It's our very own senior producer here at The Absolute Truth for her show debut. Brianna Morello. I am now a firm believer in independent journalism and strongly believe that will save our country. So I'm honored to be on this independent platform and bring you the stories you won't see anywhere else. Join me in my journey on The Brianna Morello Show here on Rumble.
0: For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they are the only one.
2: We are here to defend
0: democracy. For misinformation poses a threat to our nation's health. Climate change is an emergency.
2: Democratic socialism.
0: Codified. <laughs> one's right to choose. Hell yes, we're going to take your AR 15.
1: Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left.
0: When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, our military, and first responding heroes.
1: Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Their team will help you find the best plan for your needs.
0: Just go to PatriotMobile.com forward slash flyover or call 878-PATRIOT.
1: That's PatriotMobile.com forward slash flyover or call 878-PATRIOT. Well, Wesley and I got all in the Christmas spirit after decorating, and we decided to make a naughty and nice list, and I have to say, Avery, you're doing quite well. Really? So we're trying to decide who all we're going to buy my MyPillow stuff for Christmas. You know, if you use promo code FLYOVER, you get up to 66% off when you go to MyPillow.com. That's a great deal. Can't beat it.
0: For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Promo code FLYOVER.
1: We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day.